This is episode 782 for May 2023, and you're listening to the Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast, and as always, I'm your host, Brad Douglas. Before we get to our episode, I want to remind you about patreon.com slash crawlspace. Sign up, you get some exclusive perks, you get uh, exclusive podcasts, you've got a Discord server, you get crawlspace merch, like a hoodie, t-shirt, coffee mugs, stickers, etc., also, you get early release episodes of podcasts, also exclusive podcasts like our Spider Satellite episode, which reviews usually 20 episodes or more each episode. So one more time, patreon.com slash crawlspace. All right, JR, take us through spider history. Hey, crawlspacers, welcome to our spider history with the man, the myth, the legend himself. JR, what's going on, JR? How are you, buddy? Oh, wow. Spring, uh, April showers are going to be bringing Mayflowers, I tell you, because yeah. we got a lot of showers going on right now. But that yeah. is nothing compared to the good goodness that our Spider fans are going to receive tonight. No doubt. We're going back to 1997. Uh, what were you doing in 97? Which, were your kids already a lot here? 1997. Rachel was uh, going to be three years old. Yeah, and uh, Spencer at that time had not even been uh, con- thought of, uh, <laughs> neither conceived literally or metaphorically at the time, <laughs> and I was a young, spry, thirty-four years old. Yeah, so. the crawl space was one year away from being created back in nineteen ninety-seven. It was in ninety-eight I started the site, so um, we're talking about a classic miniseries for this episode. Uh, we've got. The Hobgoblin Lives, which is written by uh, Roger Stern. I think Glenn Greenberg assists on this one, right? Yep. And also uh, our, our friend Ron Friends. So, and also we're going to have uh, George join us at some point. He texted me he's having a browser problem. So he will hop in here right when we're in the middle of it. So, so there you go. In talk about Hobgoblin, right? Hobgoblin. There you go. As I move these windows around, trying to get, oh, that looks pretty good. What do you think? Boys, boys and girls, <laughs> I tell you, look at, look at the, these covers. I mean, oh, uh, aren't all, they pretty? all three of them. This is, uh, this is one of the most, uh, solid. I mean, it's not a spectacular, no pun intended story, right. but it's a very solid story with very mm-hmm. solid art. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe a little bit too much orangey tint, but otherwise this is just a, I mean, this is a really, this is a mini series, boys and girls, you should have in your collection, not only for its historical importance, but because it's just a plain good looking comic book series. Even uh, the legendary George Perez is inking this on friends pencils. That's right. So yeah. Ron friends, one of, you know, friend of the show, as well as one of the yep. uh, more all time best Spider-Man artists of all time. That's right. And, you know, with yeah. Roger Stern here about, you know, back bringing writing the ship on his original creation, you have yep. an instant classic. Hasn't, I don't think Stern touched the character since what? 84. I uh, think probably it was the last 80, 252, 252. Well, 
251, I think, was his, uh, he had plotted the story, and I think DeFalco wrote it. Um, but 252, he his his credits on it, too. Oh, it is? Maybe yeah. he's plotting that. Yeah, that's right. That's the uh, black suit story. Came, came but, back uh, from Secret Wars, your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> we'll talk about that later in more ways yeah. than one. But, uh, yeah. yeah, he was, uh, yeah, uh, 250, 50, 51, 52. Apparently, yeah. as a, he didn't get along with Danny Fingeroth. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, according to what, I mean, it's, it, the thing is, though, these guys get so many different interviews over the years, and then you have so many sources. Uh, yeah. But the last I read was that he didn't get along with Fingeroth, uh, mm. which, considering that Fingeroth was the master mi- mastermind behind g- robot parents. Um, oh. but And then Stern's goose was cooked at Marvel about six months later anyway, when he uh, Mark Grunewald fired him off Avengers. So, yeah. uh, and that, that was a classic Avengers run, too. Um, Hey, we got some chat before you plow into this. Uh, Hornacek says he was, uh, today years old. when he realized that the three covers of this mini have each have the left half of a giant head of one of the main characters on it. So yeah. Hornacek, I worry about your powers of observation, <laughs> you know, Holy cow. uh, Sequana says, so I heard there's some Kingsley goodness to be had tonight. There is. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. We got Trayvon saying, hello. Uh, Hornacek, he wore an ascot said by someone on the crawl space. Uh, I've been yeah. debating on getting into that, but things are so, <laughs> I don't know though. Things yeah. are so sensitive these days. Maybe I just should avoid it. Mr. Comics, uh, yay. Spider history with Brad and the real goblin King. There you go. Oh, we must be talking about who's coming up in goblins at the gate next month. Right. <laughs> we have heroing, uh, hey, Brad, you're excited for a great episode of spider history, arguably the best part of the podcast. There you go. By the way, I put on the YouTube membership, which Sarah has a little icon next to her. On If you look at her on uh, YouTube, um, there was a poll, and I put, what is your favorite segment of the crawl space? What show do you like that we do the most? And guess what came in first? Uh, uh, Fight Club? Uh, no, Brad's Recipes. Uh, it was Spider History. <laughs> oh, oh. Spider History, the members of the, the new membership on YouTube, $3.99 a month, they voted. You're it. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. Man, I was about to say, it's a good thing I bought all those memberships from my mother. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh, Sarah says, I have these books all signed by the creators. Very cool. Joey ah, Z, someone's your always favorite, got a one up, you know. Your favorite Joey Z says, had the trade, the collects and the goblins at the gate. It's a chef's kiss uh jr i noticed those giant heads on the covers when the miniseries came out and then i read them a month apart oh all right jr sure sure. let's get to it oh all right well boys and girls as you all know in 1983 roger stern introduced a new supervillain that would immediately uh seize the spider fandom in the grip of excitement and tension and and uh, anticipation and anxiety as he created the new goblin the hobgoblin you know in 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 responses to demands for a new goblin or a new green goblin stern decided no i don't want to go the route of a green goblin we've done that before let's come up with a brand new guy and so he did however uh, after a year of tantalizing of a strong tantalizing story arc, Roger Stern uh, departed the title, and uh, the Hobgoblin kind of just wandered aimlessly for years. Unsatisfactory resolution after unsatisfactory resolution, and then apparently meeting an ignominious death. Nice. However, 
not that 50 cent words out of you in a 25 cent world. I know. I, I know. Woo. I've got my, I've got my oxygen machine ready to go between breaks, you know, <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to keep me going. But in yeah. all the intervening years, fate was kind to spider fandom because, Oh, Joey Z stop trying to spoil things. Uh, <laughs> you're about as bad as about as bad as Brad wanting 30 year old spoilers. What have uh, I done? We're seven minutes in. I haven't offended you yet. Uh, well, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, keyword. but anyway, so, so Stern came back and was able to bring everything to a satisfactory resolution as fortunately yeah. in the intervening years, no one, by sheer accident, no one had really contradicted any of his previous clues or plans. So, yeah. so boys and girls, here we go. We bring you the first part of Hobgoblin Lives. Yeah. And the story begins. Peter Parker is having a dream, you know, not, not one from Les Miserables. He's not having that kind of dream of a time that goes by or whatever, but he's having another dream where he's back at the bottom of uh, Hudson Bay, as you remember at the end of issue number 251, where he fought the Hobgoblin yeah. in the battle van and they went over into the drink and Spider-Man grabbed yeah. his mask, but the Hobgoblin got away. And ever since then, you know, Sp and, and then Spider-Man has been tormented by the memory of not only the Hobgoblin or and who he perceived the original Hobgoblin to be, uh, but now all these memories are starting to flood back. So he has this dream. He dreams that it's Ned Leeds, actually, because as we know, Ned Leeds was revealed to be the first Hobgoblin in Amazing yeah. Spider-Man number 289. And Spider, this has always tormented Spider-Man since, uh, you know, Ned, uh, Ned met a rather uh, unsettling and ignominious death uh, in the cover in the Spider-Man versus Wolverine. Yeah. And, uh, so anyway, so the memory of Ned is now haunting Spider-Man, uh, and he wakes up, you know, he, you know, he wakes up screaming, mm -hmm. Mary Jane comes to his side and it's like, well, uh, the problem is it's, it's been a really hard few months for Peter and Mary Jane, because not only did the genetically engineered actress, uh, die, um, not <laughs> that long ago, but yeah, Aunt May. Yeah. yeah, Aunt May, who the death of Aunt May, who was later revealed it was really a genetically engineered actress by Norman Osborn yeah. who died. And then, of course, they mentioned something losing our baby. Oh, where so, do they say that? Where, what, uh, what panel do they say that? Uh, it's, it's on page one, two, three, page four, about the third panel. After Peter goes to the window and shows off, shows, you know, he go he goes into the window in his underwear and he yells, Hey, Forest Hills, look at this. <laughs> there we go. You want to see some spider junk for oh, go. Oh my gosh. Okay. This, everybody vote. Is this amazing spider junk or a spectacular spider junk? Uh, losing right. our baby. There you go. They say it right there. And can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Even though yeah. Joe Casada said that everything was the same, except Here. they weren't married. Me, but also they Mary Jane never got pregnant because in Joe Casada's worldview, since they yeah. weren't married, they didn't have sex. Uh, Mr. Comic says, I thought the flash was in DC. Well, uh, we have a spider junk. Good grief. Uh, hey, we got George in the house. What's up, sir? You got uh, 
Spider-Man in his drawers. That's what you come George, in when you, just you come came in late. In time to see Peter Flash, <laughs> Flash Queens. Well, you know, sometimes a man just has to air it all out. <laughs> and that's how you know. Sometimes you the go. boys just need a little fresh air. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's keep going. All right. Oh, Brad, we were having a good time with that one. But right. anyway, so well, Brad expects is- this to be done in a half hour. No, I gave him an hour. That, that's an hour. Brad's realistic goal for this. Gave him an hour, brother. <laughs> well, you see, Peter's, he's having these dreams because uh, Jason McIndale is actually on trial for okay. the crimes of the Hobgoblin. How often do supervillains actually go to trial? Well, anyway, not only is, um, whoops. Not only is go. Peter Parker having nightmares uh, as a result of the trial of Mackendale, but so is Betty Brandt. But, of course, we don't care about Betty Brandt because, as the late Bertoni once said, Barry Brandt, Betty Brandt is a terrible person. Yeah. So, but, uh, so she has... You know, Betty Brandt is no Liz Allen. <laughs> that's I'll true. Put Liz it, is, put it that way. That's true. As horrible as Betty is, Liz is even worse. Well, Liz so, is about to become a carnage... She's about to get her own symbiote. Well, that's not, that's not Liz's fault. (laughs) So anyway, Betty, Betty is having nightmares as well because, you know, she knows, or at least she thinks, because everybody thinks, remember, everybody thinks that Ned Leeds was the original hobgoblin murdered by the foreigners assassins at, uh, upon, uh, at the whim of uh, Jason McIndale. So teddy bear she sleeps with. Well, you know, Betty's, I mean, you know, Betty's had it pretty tough over the last few months. I mean, as you remember when we, boys and girls, when we study, when we went to look at Cult of Love, she oh, was yeah. hanging out with Mr. Miyagi and being brainwashed. <laughs> so uh, uh, she remembers, she remembers when, uh, you know, because, you know, Betty and, and Flash were having an affair behind Ned's back. And of course, Ned, be you know, being the hobgoblin, uh, was beaten up on Flash and pulled his mask off to show him just who he's effing with. And he turned turned around and Betty saw his face and that's just haunted her, haunted her ever since. Okay. Um, and then we go to, uh, we go to a bar where, uh, old reporter Jacob Conover has got a score to settle with Mr. Leeds thinking that he stole some notes. Anyway, a lot of, this is a grudge he's born for a long, long time. And as he walks out of the bar, he's going to, he says that a lot of folks are going to regret crossing Jacob Conover. All right, boys and girls, hobgoblin suspects. Here we go. Jacob Conover. All right. <laughs> He's taking notes. All of these people, all of these, all these suspects. All right. Cause everybody's going to say something dastardly and sinister. Jacob Conover. First one. All Conover right. is yeah, definitely but- suspect. Yeah. <laughs> look at all that word balloon. He looks like a villain monologuing. Look at that. <laughs> Well, and then we, uh, then we go to J Jonah Jameson because, you know, this is a, and this is a, this is a good portrayal of Jonah as well, because Jonah, for all of Jonah's bluster and whatever, Jonah's a kind of a decent guy. And the, the death of Ned has weighed heavily on him as well, since by letting Ned go to, uh, to Berlin to pursue a story, he feels that he contributed uh, to Ned's death. So that's, yeah. that's been troubling him. Uh, and uh, even the, uh, you know, and, and his wife, Marla Madison, uh, another character who should never have been killed off, but for, but was thanks to the conniving of Dan Slott, uh, you know, tries to, to comfort him. But, you know, Jonah, Jonah, this, the guilt is very heavy and weighs very heavy upon Jonah. So, 
All right. So now the, 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 the verdict is going to be read in the trial and Mackendale is led to the court steps and Jacob Conover is there and Betty is there and Peter is there and the media is there, you know, probably, probably oh, who 1997, who would have been there? Maybe even Dan rather and yeah. David Hartman and uh, 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 what's her. Well, I Are you talking 1987? You got Tom, Brokaw, you got Dan Tom rather, Brokaw. you got Peter Jennings. Yeah. You got all Trying those guys. Anyway, so, but, uh, so Conover yells out at, um, yells out, yells out at, uh, uh, Mackendale and, uh, Mackendale being a super villain and, and a general all around creep, uh, responds because oh, yeah. Conover says, what about the rumors that you weren't the first hobgoblin? And, uh, which is kind of surprising. Mackendale didn't bring this up as a defense, uh, during the trial, but you know, Hey, story, right? Yeah. Uh, but at this moment, he decides to reveal that, no, he wasn't the first and he sees Betty. And he says, mm-hmm. because the first hobgoblin was her husband, Ned Leeds. Ooh. Ooh. And of course <coughs> the media throng begins to, you know, Uh-oh, uh, Betty. Uh, surround what, Betty. What, and, the, what they should have asked him was, are, are you in fact, actually the second death lock? With that fancy head. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That. But a boom boom. I'll yeah, be, back when I'll he be here all night, folks. Yeah, back when he was Cyber Goblin, <laughs> which was an, another uh, another vain and useless attempt to actually try to make him a worthwhile supervillain. Look well, how that was, that was back in the nineties when every thought, everybody thought having tech on you and pockets were cool. You know, oh, look yeah. look how square headed he is. Who Mackendale or Peter? No Mackendale. Go. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. Look at oh, well, it's just the almost. haircut. It's the hair. It's just the you know, he's square jaw. Oh, it's yeah. his whole head. He's a blockhead. <laughs> uh, Joey Z says it looks like Kano from Mortal Kombat. I don't know who that is, but maybe. Mackendale, you blockhead. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyway, you know, so Peter Peter rushes gets rushes Betty out from uh, um, the mad uh, clutches of the the media, and uh, then he you know quickly mad clutches of the media. That's right, that's right, <laughs> and he you know. Uh, so spo- you know, and of course, nobody know nobody knows the mad clutches of the media better than a former me- member of the media himself. Yeah. Yeah, we love to clutch them. Yeah. <laughs> All of these Especially yellow the local news guys. We these clutch, yellow right? journalists. So, oh, so anyway, so anyway, so Peter rushes, you know, saves Betty, uh, gets her out out of the way from the media, then quickly changes to Spider Man and swings her away from all the turmoil. And they have a little heart to heart. Oh, hold on, um, we got to do a nice looking picture of Spidey up here. That's good. That's looking good. Yep. Love yep. the web backpack. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, she's running. Yep. So basically, um, <clears throat> you know, Betty and uh, Betty has to, uh, you know, Betty and Spider-Man kind of have a heart to heart. And um, then um, we go back and, th- and then after that, we meet some more suspects. Okay. All Get right. Notes out. We go, doing the, the we, go, we go to the, let's see, is this the Century Club? Yeah, that doesn't say, but of course, these are a couple Isn't of that where, Isn't that where Norman used to hang out? Oh, that's where all these guys used to hang all, out. Yeah, all the rich all these guys. Rich guys MCU, used to hang yeah. Out. And we've got we've got uh, corrupt businessman George Vandergill. Okay. And uh, Sarah says that you need a whiteboard. <laughs> a 
like uh, oh who was the guy that passed away um used to do meet the press he had a whiteboard on election nights i was oh, like she's him. she's specifically i think thinking of the meme from it's always sunny in philadelphia with charlie oh, day with a cigarette yeah, you know and yeah, yeah. the the conspiracy yeah. board behind him i think that's what she's i think that's I what she's referring she wasn't to. referring to edward r murrow right he didn't have a whiteboard did he no I, who's no. the guy that was with tom brokaw that was on election night david so. brinkley no, no. no um, Brinkley didn't have a whiteboard. He just no, he didn't right meet Brinkley. the press. Uh, help me out. Um, oh, I'm sorry. This is By the way, we got Milo uh, in the house. Hello, Milo. How are you, buddy? All right. All right. But anyway, anyway, so we have George Vandergill, a businessman who made some brief appearances at the a brief appearance at the very end of Stern's run. And he's accompanied by Senator Bob Martin. Now, this is with the pictures. Which one's Martin? Is that Martin? That's Martin. That's Martin. And is this Kingsley? No, 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 no. That's George Vandergill. Okay. He's not wearing it. He's got no ascot, Brad. Kingsley Kingsley would be much more fashionable than that. Mm -hmm. So please. Anyway, they're talking about a takeover bid that the two of them are uh, conspired. Tim Russert had the That's it. Tim Russert. Thank right. you, Hornacek. Dearly departed Tim Russert. I'm surprised like that. that Hornacek noticed the white, that Tim Russert had a whiteboard since he didn't notice that the covers were like had a full face on them, you know, when you opened <laughs> them up. But anyway, whatever. I guess he has selective powers of observation. But anyway, now, boys and girls, we know we've met Senator uh, Martin before, but it was a long, long, long time ago that we met him. Um, Long, we, long time ago. In a galaxy far away. No, no, no. Abu He's singing a song. Like, I forget his anyway. song. So, anyway, back it's in... American Pie. Anyway, back in spectacular, like, 38, 39, around that time, uh, Bob, Senator Martin was the father of Chip Martin, a teacher's assistant at Empire State University, along with Peter Parker, who turned out to be the schizoid man. Oh, and, my gosh. That's going and, back. And Spider-Man at that time was starting to get a little edgy because, you know, as you you may recall, boys and girls, uh, he had, um, he, let's see here. He was working with Dr. Kirk Connors to boil down some kind of uh, 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 scientific thing called an innervator onto his backpack because he was using it to, um, I'm trying to think what he was trying to use it for. But anyway, some lizard DNA kind of slipped in to Spider-Man while he was using this this uh, yeah. uh, thing. And he was starting to, he was getting ready to turn into Spider-Lizard. So he was just getting angry and hostile. And he beat Chip Martin to a pulp. And Senator Martin never forgot forgot it. So he just, and he states he despises Spider-Man. Uh, thank you to Milo for the super chat. Appreciate it, dude. Thank you very much. Thank you, Milo. All right. I mean, in fairness, in fairness, Senator Martin's got a good reason, I feel. Uh, his his uh, <laughs> well, his his kid was only going around exhibiting dangerous psychic powers, which were capable of slaughtering numerous people. You know, uh, if, if Spider Man hadn't put him on, put him down, you know, it's like you know, I'm sorry, Prozac ain't going to take care of that. But uh, I mean, I mean I, as loath as I am to defend a politician, yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> was it was it was it him going around causing mayhem or his kid? His kid. Okay, um, then. Yeah, but then so why is he hating Spider? I mean, you know, his kid was the one, you know, it's not Spider-Man's fault that he had to beat him down, had to give him a beat down. But, you know? but Spider-Lizard came and beat his ass, right? Well, it wasn't Spider-Lizard's. Spider-Man. I would sue, sue Spider-Man for his negligence. <laughs> Spider-Man hadn't turned into Spider-Lizard yet. He was just starting to kind of turn into Spider-Lizard. So, but in, anyway. in other news, uh, Sarah is requesting Crawl Space Karaoke. And... Um, 
you guys have actually had that before, haven't you? Yes. I feel like uh, we did that at one we point. We did. Yeah. Um, and chat is talking. Hornacek said that we did that during COVID. And it's in the archives. So, yeah, we, we, did, did, we did a lot of things during COVID. We, we did. We played some games. We played. Anyway, um, I have to get through this because I only have 37 minutes left, you know? Um, so, anyway, so we go to another. Who the hell is the host of this show? I can go off on a tangent. <laughs> so, Brad goes off just, on, a, on a half hour tangent. Did he just wrap me up? Left. Did he just wrap me up? <laughs> So then the scene switches to Oscorp, where Osborne, Crony, and Toady, um, Minkin, what's his, I keep forget what his first name is. Oh, God, I shouldn't. Anyway, his his first name is Minkin. Donald Minkin. Donald Minkin. Donald. Yeah. And we met him the first issue after the Hobgoblin first appeared. I believe we first met him in issue 239. And uh, he was a, he was, uh, his position at Oscorp has always been a little bit fuzzy, but needless to say, uh, he's Osborne's toady. And just before, during, at the very end of the clone saga, just before uh, the reveal of, you know, that Osborne was the mastermind behind everything. Uh, Minkin was, I think, the last survivor of the old Osborne regime. And Liz Allen was wanting to wanting to do some investigation on uh, uh, funds that were going into this subsidiary called Multivex. And Minkin said, be careful where you look. So anyway, yeah. so Minkin's already, you know, we already know this guy's got a little, you know, a little evil in him. And uh, anyway, the media is asking him, what about these rumor takeover attempts? of Oscorp, which is must must have been what those other two guys are talking about. And Minkin goes, we don't, uh, we don't, in, you know, suffer takeover events. We initiate them. Anyway, so Minkin says, he says, oh, looks like I better get ready to strike quickly and decisively. All right, Donald Minkin. All righty, we got four. All right, all right, all right. Okay, next page. Now, <laughs> thank you, Hordasek. I, I, I promise not to make any more references to your declining cognitive abilities. Uh, Brad, uh, stop using JR's time is what Hornacek <laughs> says. So now we go to the Kingsley brothers, and I believe this is the first time we've actually seen them together. There was an oblique reference to a Kingsley brother in, I think, issue 250. Uh, but fortunately, there is a handy-dandy reference to a lot of events spider events at the very end here where you know like where like if you want to know when things happened who was introduced it's all there you know okay. back when marvel was uh marvel was more than happy to indulge the continuity minded um anyway daniel kingsley is sweating bullets afraid that their connection to the hobgoblin will be discovered and of course but his brother roderick is unfazed unworried and thinks, hmm, it's the ascot. Is he just sleeping right here? Is this what you're talking about? Oh, well, that's uh, no, no, that's later. That's okay. That's that's I didn't see the Kingsley brothers when I'm going through these pages. You didn't. It's right after, uh, it's right after the scene, the the page with Minkin. The ascot, uh, like, uh, helps with the stress, you know, it helps. Kingsley was wearing a suit this time, you know, but anyway, you know, I mean, oh, there they are. Got them. I missed it. There's the Kingsley brothers. There the they are. Kings. Got it. All righty. You know, and there's nervous Nelly Daniel, and there's yeah, yeah. You know, there's sinister looking Roderick. So anyway, but Roderick Kingsley can't be the Hobgoblin, right? Because we saw the Hobgoblin and Kingsley together at the same time. So Kingsley can't be the Hobgoblin, right? However, the fact that he's brought up prominently means hmm, I better write him down as a suspect. Roderick 
Kingsley. Oh boy, one, two, three, four, five. Hobgoblin. Oh, and then the next page, Dr. Jonas Harrow shows up. You know. That guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember him. Oh, he's an evil mad scientist who was first introduced in Amazing Spider-Man number 114, the origin of Hammerhead, remember? Hammerhead was uh, all okay, shot up yeah. and everything, and, and Harrow discovered him and put a put Harrow was the one that put the metal plate in his head. Okay, you know? gotcha. And also Harrow was working doing experiments for the evil Roxon Corporation, mm. which Ned wanted to help bring down. So so Dr. Jonas Harrow is studying, you know, he's you know studying the, the two different hobgoblins and saying, Hmm, of course they're two different guys. How could not anybody, how did anybody not notice this earlier? They have different fighting styles and everything. So, Hmm, (coughs) but you know, he says this fake hobgoblin is such an amateur. I don't know. Did he make vomiting vulture? I don't know that. I don't, I don't think Caro did. Not sure, Milo. He was responsible for the kangaroo. He was responsible for the will of the wisp. Yeah. Um, he was responsible for driving J. Jonah Jameson crazy there right after issue number 200 of Amazing Spider-Man. So anyway, we'll go ahead and put him down because he looks kind of sinister. Rocks on. The only thing that uh, Stegron hates more than Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> All right. So, well, of course, you know, J. Jonah Jameson has to, you know, Jonah is an honorable newsman, except for his his hang up with Spider Man. So they have to they have to print what they know about Ned being the hobgoblin. Betty Betty admits, yeah, it was true. He was. I saw him, you know. And uh, but so but of course, you know, and 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 so of course, you know, obviously neither Betty nor Peter are going to let this stand, you know, because they're not there, you know, and um, just something's just kind of bothering Peter about this whole thing. So he uses Mary Jane Watson as his exposition sounding board, which, which, you know, is certainly better than Dan Slott having people just show up and say their names or whatever. I mean, (laughs) so, you know, Mary Jane fulfilling the function of a good supporting character, which she always was, uh, allow brings the uninitiated into the history of the hobgoblin. Yeah. And, um, she says, gee, I don't know. I mean, if Ned, if Ned was a hobgoblin, how the how the foreigners, uh, men kill him so easily, you know? And then Peter goes, Oh, oh next panel, next panel. Next panel, the realization. <gasps> See the real. Oh, the real, you, you didn't leave it long longer, long, long enough for it to. to you had one job, in, Brad. In our memories. If only I would have gone to rehearsal. <laughs> so Peter, Peter said, huh? Wait a minute. I went toe to toe with the original Hobgoblin and he, he and I were pretty well equally matched. I love Ned the art here. Have, Ned didn't oh, yeah. have superpowers and the foreigner wasn't using superpowered assassins at that time. So. So Ned couldn't have been the Hobgoblin. Oh, which, of course, it's like, hey, Peter, how come you didn't, uh, you know, in all the intervening years since this happened, it never occurred to you until, like, you know, you know, what is, so is Mary Jane really the brains of the operation? Yeah, so, okay. Hey, real, real quick, Brad, go back to that, uh, that page with Ned getting murdered on it. All the photos of Ned getting murdered. Yeah, that one. I, I yeah, look at this. This is like the the Rasputin killing of Ned Leeds. <laughs> He's got to be shot, choked, poisoned, stabbed, hung, dumped well, in the river. You know it's friends doing the art, and you know who's inking it, George. Uh, it's I probably why you like it. What? George Perez is inking Ron Friends. 
I never knew that. I never realized yeah. that about this. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's it's two greats at it. I love it. Wow, Perez. I wish I wish there had been a, a Perez run on Spider Man. Oh, I do too, man. Man, I bet we, that would have been cool. We, we um he, he saw him briefly those... in in Busick and Perez's return, but Spider Man wasn't in it much. He could have done bit. one of those one of those big uh, Spider Man murals, you know, like uh, like Romita does, you know, sometimes like Spider Man fighting like everybody in his in his. No doubt. Know, he, he, I think mem- memory serves. He did like some Spider Man team up books in the nineties. So, yeah, um, probably. I think it feels like everybody ahead. worked on Sorry. team up at some point. You're admiring. Yep. Yeah, but apparently. Betty and uh, Peter are not the only ones having nightmares. Uh, also, the 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 second hobgoblin, Jason Mackendale himself, is having nightmares. Nightmares about facing the re- facing the hobgoblin and the hobgob and Spider Man and the hobgoblin coming back to exact revenge on him for his murder. Mm-hmm. And then Mackendale wakes up, and there's a sinister looking figure standing outside of his cell. You know, initially it looks like it's obviously someone trying to disguise his identity because he looks a little bit like Jonas Haro originally, but it's you have not. <laughs> now, no, uh, Brad, next panel. Let's get a better it's, look at him. Clearly, it's Hugo Strange. It's oh, wait, Paul. No. It's Paul. <laughs> it's Paul. It's Paul, Paul is the Hobgoblin. Oh. oh, wow. And see, I haven't picked up my Amazing Spider-Man number 24 yet today, which although I already know what happens in it. Uh, yeah. But uh, so, you know, maybe Paul is really the Hobgoblin. But anyway, anyway, this the original Hobgoblin, you know, has pretty well come to reclaim the name, saying that Mackendale has tarnished his name and is just an embarrassment. And in a pan and in in. And to the great satisfaction of Spider-Man fans everywhere, the Hobgoblin fries Mackendale, sends him to the chair, even without the convenience of a chair. Take a look at that. Fries him, boils him. Oh, boom. Oof. Goodbye, Paul. <laughs> no, no. Paul is the Hobgoblin. He's not Jason Mackendale. It's, oh, my bad. Sorry. Yeah. You know why? I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal something here. All right, oh, I actually I, I am a Mackendale fan. Back when he was Jack O' Lantern, and yeah, uh, they had that. Remember, they had that really back when all the Hobgoblin stuff was first starting up. They had that whole thing where Mackendale was trying to get the Battle Van. That was a fantastic issue, and they fought through Toys R Us. Oh yeah, and he ended up on the toilet. Remember that? <laughs> he ended up on the toilet. I think, I love yeah. He's like, "Don't say a word, Spider Man." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he was fine as a, a C list villain, but uh, the uh, but then they decided to upgrade him to be in a hobgoblin, and he just wasn't worthy of the title. You know, I mean, yeah. Now, wait a minute, you're getting you're you're getting it confused, George. That wasn't Jack O' Lantern. That was Hobgoblin. No, no, no. Jack O' Lantern. Jack O' Lantern had been trying in that issue though to get the uh, to get the the battle van though. Right, but the the hobgoblin. But no, no, the in the in the yeah, the store, yeah, the fight <laughs> yeah, yeah. with hobgoblin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but but jack o' lantern. Remember, there was that cool yes, cover, and you didn't really see him, and you thought it was hobgoblin, but it turned out to be jack o' jack o' lantern. Yeah, point. that was cool. Uh, Roderick's uh, just taking a nap. Now it looks like Roderick Kingsley is having a nightmare. I tell you, there is, you know, just, you know, kind of like, you know, to, to quote Phil Collins, you know, something is in the air tonight. I like that it looks like uh, like uh, Roderick is, has been scrapbooking. 
you know? And yep. this, back the in King, the state, I beat yep, Spider-Man's ass. The Kingsley <laughs> Brothers picnics. You know, well, here's Ma taking us out to the picnic, you know, to Central Park. Blah, 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 blah. And, I, like, and, and here's a clipping from the time I'm pretty sure Spider-Man was drunk when he tried to fight me. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think that might have been Mackendale oh, that's in that funny. fight. Now, you know, actually, I, no, that was issue number 275. No, 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 not Susu Studio. No, no, that's not a cool song. You know, well, I like that Susu Studio. Uh, so, anyway, it's, the, it's, no, it's no groovy kind of love, Brad. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'm in a land of illusion over here. <laughs> uh, you're no easy lover, that's for sure. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> hey, so, are you throwing it all away? <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> Come on, we're doing Genesis and, and Phil Collins. The, the episode where JR quits. <laughs> Genesis is planet forbidden. Anyway. <laughs> you left me on City Alpha 3 or 5. You left, you left me on Sessa Studio. Genesis <laughs> Khan was left on City Alpha 5. Yeah. This is Seti Alpha 5. And yes, boys and girls, if you're curious, I did have watched part of uh, season three of Picard. So anyway. What episode? What episode are you on? Oh, well, oh, wait, I, George is just frozen in mid smoke. I don't know. George. <laughs> well, he's stunned that I watched Star Trek Picard. Yeah, what, uh, how, what episode are you on, buddy? Well, actually, what I did was I watched episode 10 first and now i've gone back to uh, watch the others oh that's that's cheating it is cheating but i had to see if it stuck to the landing because i've been uh, oh, one i pr- uh, one reason i wasn't watching it besides the fact that i i feel that it's supporting kirkman which of course now is really he gets he gets his contract re-up so he gets to f with star trek for four years but know, also metallis was in charge this season he oh, is yeah. this season but also i was burned by i felt burned by like 1923 i was watching Watching that, uh, one of those Yellowstone miniseries uh, with Harrison Ford, and it was the thing is, uh, you're watching it. It's eight episodes, and by the fifth episode, you know that you're being had because you know (laughs) none of these subplots are going to wrap up. None Uh, of. Well, I didn't know eighteen. Did you watch eighteen eighty three? Uh, yes, I did. That was very good. I, I thought that was going to be a series, but I didn't know that was going to be many. Welcome back. But, but uh, anyway, what, what I was saying was, so like, so they end 1923 without resolving any plot lines and True. no scripts, no shooting de- schedule scheduled, no idea when they're coming. And it's like Harrison Ford's already 80 years old, you know? It's, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. This, I, I have I, I have no compulsion to see the new Indiana Jones movie, well, especially I, after how bad the last one was. I, yeah. We're talking, this, about eight, we were talking about eighteen twenty three, uh, but uh, oh, uh, I, I thought I'm, my bad. That's my all right. Bad. That's all right. No, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it's you know, Harrison Ford is like, cripes, he might he might be dead by the time they start filming, even though he is supposed to be red. Maybe being Red Hulk will energize him. But anyway, hey, look at this. Hornacek's even wrapping us up. Thirty minutes, thirty eight minutes in, we were not. We're still in the first of issue of three. <laughs> that should all come right. as no surprise at all to anybody. All right, all right. See, it, it, the, it's the setup. It's the setup. We're meeting all the suspects. So anyway, but uh, but uh, okay. So Kingsley's having a dream, and uh, that was because we remember back, you know, 
before issue number 300, uh, before the reveal, uh, the Hobgoblin attacked Kingsley. And we and we were we were shown Kingsley providing pumpkin bombs to the Hobgoblin, and also Kingsley and uh, and I think uh, who was he discussing? It was was it was it was one of the uh, Rose's cronies or whatever. But anyway, so it looked like Kingsley was definitely in the employ of the Hobgoblin, certainly not the Hobgoblin. So I got I got to put a big question mark here by Roderick Kingsley's name, you know, because he's been maybe seen put at- a couple of question marks, maybe a star. Maybe I got four, I got name. four questions marks here okay so anyway we'll do four will do for those playing at home but anyway so the the, but the issue ends with you know the the hobgoblin reinserting himself renewing his relationship (laughs) and and now he's going to involve himself in this little takeover scheme uh which apparently is is uh, the takeover target is oscorp so that's the end of issue number one boys and girls and like i said there's a nice handy dandy reference to all the players and when they appeared you know if you weren't if you were too young at the time in 1983 to be there on the ground floor of the hobgoblin. I was, uh, well, wait a minute. You were, you were around. I mean, weren't I, you? No, I said, I said I was, Oh, you were around. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I loved it. We were all old enough to have, been. we were all, we were all there. And some, Listen, form. this, this was a golden era. It, well, yeah, when, yeah, all the, when all the, all the hobgoblin stuff was going yeah, on, that was, that was high drama back then when you were so, a reader. Uh, anyway, the, real quick, Paul? before you go to second issue, um, one of our YouTube members says, I love when George purrs. There you go. That's for being a member. There you go. <laughs> That's a Patreon exclusive. No, no, a, a YouTube membership exclusive on that. There you go. There you go. All right, so boys and girls, we have six suspects: Jacob Conover, George Vandergill, Senator Martin, Donald Minkin, Roderick Kingsley, maybe Jonas Harrow. Hmm. You know, and I'm deliberately leaving out J. Jonah Jameson. He was a uh, mentioned well, as a suspect. They're all on the second issue but, cover. But, oh, Look at that. That's right. The suspects are that. all lined up. Boys and girls, what are we going to do here? What are we going to? So anyway, all right. I got to hurry through here fast. So (laughs) shut up. (laughs) I I love it. No, listen, I love it. Anytime Brad tries to establish some kind of time frame. I want this this done in 30 minutes. And and in my head, I'm like, it's going to go an hour and a half. I know. It's it's cute that this is what you want to that that, that that's the target you have, but but no, that's not going to happen. It's the producer in me. And when Brad and I were talking about you know texting, setting the time up, Brad says, "Should I ask George to join us?" And I said, "Well, it's your show." No, and you so, didn't. You you, you said. You wait, said, are you? Sa- how, are you saying you don't want me here, Jr.? No, in fact, I said, uh, "What did I say?" I said, "You said uh, any George is always a welcome or something like oh, that." That's right, I did, didn't I? Yeah. But see, but Brad's now complaining about George taking all these pot shots at him, and it's kind of like, "Well, you shouldn't have invited him in the first place." Then. I'm I'm the only other person at Crawlspace other than like Bruce or Peter, maybe Peter, to have like actually been alive when all this was going on. <laughs> And relevant, you know, so I mean, uh, here we go. Want me to invite George on up to you. George is always welcome. There you go. Aww. Look at that. And, and, and then, and then, uh, George just replied and he's game. And then I wrote back, George always makes it a special occasion, which Brad <laughs> gave a thumbs up to. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know how to take that. I, I, <laughs> well, so, I could have given you another finger. I mean, 
anyway, anyway, anyway. I gave anyway, you this. <laughs> anyway, we have to we have to get through this. Okay, so anyway, back in business. All right, part two. All right, so so the hobgoblin is is planning with with Kingsley about what they're going to do next, and in a throwback, way back way way back to amazing spider-man number 14 go to about uh, page three brad okay hold on um at the bottom of page three. Oh where, yeah where, i got you where, oh where wow hob- that does go back where the goblin is unmasking the very that's a a, a throwback to the very same mm-hmm. way that yeah. we saw the green goblin uh changing and hit to his civilian oh, identity with the uh with the, 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 the metal thing there in front. So, all right. So anyway, so J. Jonah Jameson corrals all the troops, you know, and they watch, uh, they watch the video of, uh, the hob, the real hobgoblin, whoever he may be, looks like Paul, uh, you know, killer <laughs> McIndale. And he's gonna, and he puts the entire, this is your number one priority right now, you know? And uh, so everybody goes marching out, including Betty, uh, who Jonah thinks is too emotionally attached to it. But, you know, Betty is unstable and psychotic, so she doesn't listen to anybody's <laughs> advice. Uh, I mean, this is a product of the times. This is this is like the last gasp of, uh, of uh, you know, like old 80s sexism. No, she's, she's a woman. She's too she's too emotional. Can't handle it. Yeah. This is this is the this is like the, the time when this was eclipsing into not being acceptable. Well, anyway, a few pages later, we find out that Kingsley and Donald Minkin are conspiring together to to for Kingsley to come in and buy control of Oscorp. Because as you know, as you know, the Hobgoblin himself, uh, in uh, uh, actually this was during the Falco's run, was known to be buying up shares of Oscorp. And um, so now we have Kingsley and Minkin cooperating in an endeavor to, uh, uh, you know, put out that Oscorp is struggling, you know, and uh, and so Kingsley International is going to come in and be the white knight, as they would say, and, and buy out Oscorp. Is, you know, isn't this at, at this same point in, in history? Isn't uh, the the bugle still like kind of kind of majority owned by uh, by Puma? I think it's relatively, that's a good question, but I think it, it just, I think Puma recently, uh, sold it back to Jameson. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the daily bugles ownership has always been rather, uh, murky at times, but uh, yeah, Puma got control of it, uh, to, uh, as part of a way of fulfilling his debt of honor to Spider-Man. Uh, but I think by this time he had given control of it back to Jonah, and the reason I say that is because it's not long after he, this this that Norman comes back and buys his fifty percent stake in the bugle. So I'm thinking that maybe you know this is just this is this is the post Puma Pumdamic era. I miss um, I miss I miss Puma. They they missed out uh, on on doing. I like Puma, Puma also. Puma was cool. Uh, just another supervillain who could smell Spider-Man. But anyway, well, so anyway, <laughs> not well, from across the damn universe, <laughs> not across space and time. And who, who, can, who can do that? That's Moreland, right? Moreland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moreland can Moreland. smell a girl across space and time, but can't smell a pig six feet in front of him. Anyway, I, I smell silk in a different reality. I must go and eat her like all things. <laughs> yes. 
and oh hey, there's a baby oh no it's really a pig and i didn't notice um and yeah. so minkin and kingsley are plotting but then they get a call from the evil businessman uh, uh george vandergill who's also got his own plans to seize control of oscorp oh man well minkin says this is not going to stand he's he's effed with the wrong man and then kingsley looks hmm, hmm. all right so anyway we got something dastardly going on so anyway, you know, Flash and, you know, Flash meets up with P- with Spider-Man, uh, you know, for a little talk or whatever, because, uh, you know, because uh, as you know, Flash was framed by the Hobgoblin himself at one time uh, right. as a Hobgoblin candidate. And everybody, including Peter Parker, stupidly believed it could have been possible, uh, you know, but uh, anyway, so but then that was actually big drama what had happened back in the day. Well, it was, was, I couldn't believe that Peter would believe it. I mean, you know, Flash was hardly a scientist, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although I I do realize now that considering that Flash had been in the military, I probably didn't give him enough credit for being intelligent and probably having a certain amount of strategic, you know. But uh, Flash is a good soldier. Still no scientist. (laughs) Flash is a good soldier, but he he couldn't pull a heist off in a, you know, supermarket produce section. (laughs) (laughs) Well, anyway, so. We, we go and, and Senator and, and Senator Senator well Senator Martin and evil businessman Vandergill are plotting when all of a sudden through the window the hobgoblin comes through and he attacks Vandergill and kills him fries him smokes him like a brisket oh <laughs> like a brisket. All right. So, boys and girls, I guess, I mean, he looks dead. And Martin is on the phone with him at the same time. So, it looks like I have to write out, I have to cross out George Vandergill and Senator Bob Morton from my suspect list. All right. It's like, this is like watching Father Dowling unravel it with Tracy Ah! Nelson at the end, you know. Would that make us nuns? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Tracy Nelson now. <laughs> Who am I? Uh, some so other I'm Matlock on another channel. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, we 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 got. Oh my God, we got 11 minutes to go. So anyway, so Peter and uh, I made the old man nervous with the clock. Spider, Spider, Spider Man, you know, uh, and Betty uh, do some uh, strategizing, and then Mary Jane shows up, you know, because they're gonna have a big meeting with Flash there too, or whatever. And Mary Jane says, "Hey, Betty, it's me and." Peter, you know, and then Spider-Man says, I guess I better leave. Wink, wink. You know, so he hops downstairs and he changes back to Peter Parker. And he, blah, blah. Ron Friends does some classic Spider-Man's moving foot so fast. There's multiple ones of them on the screen. Love that. Yeah. So anyway, so they all, you know, come up with a, they're the Flash and Mary Jane and, uh, you know, Peter and Betty. They all kind of come up with each of them's going to, they're almost kind of like the Scooby gang. They're all going to split up and, uh, and do something, you know, do something. Flash is so Freddy. Yeah, and f- I guess w- would that make Peter Shaggy? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah. but Spider maybe, maybe Randy. But that that oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, according to the new the, the new Velma. Which one's yeah. Daphne? Which one's Velma? Mary Jane's got to be Daphne. Yeah. Velma's Betty. Okay. Who's so, Scooby? Spider Man. There you go. Yeah, Spider Man is Scooby. So Spider Man left ever left some spider tracers. You know, said so, you know, basically Betty says Spider Man left these so like he can follow us at any time so we don't get in trouble. All right. I think I think technically Harry has to be uh, Shaggy since he uh, uses so many drugs. Here's That's your spider true. tracers. 
There you go. So Spider-Man's going to trace them all, right? Yeah. Anyway, oh, who's this so shadowy figure, JR? It's, it's Kane. He's it's watching. Kano, it's Jacob Conover. Jacob Conover. He's he's watching. He's not, you know, it's not quite Kane watching because Kane always was on the rooftops, but he's, he's, he's watching. All right. So, you know, ah, I gotta, I gotta run through here, you know? Uh, but anyway, everybody kind of goes to try to figure out their part of the mystery. Peter talks to Ben Yurick and then Mary Jane sets up a meeting with Roderick Kingsley, because after all, if you remember, Mary Jane used to model for Roderick. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and just a little, you know, and this is like, I like, see, I like, one of the reasons I like the art is I like the drawings of Mary Jane. In this, mm -hmm. Mary Jane is a very attractive woman. She's, but she's a mature woman. She doesn't look like a kid or a '60s hippie, and she's sexy without being a sex toy. You know, like yeah. in some of the, like how McFarlane and Eric Larson used to, to draw. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, you know, but then all of a sudden, while she's meeting with Roderick Kingsley, Daniel Kingsley comes, and it's like, wait a yep. minute, Daniel's being very assertive, you know, and it's like, well, and Mary Jane's going, wait a minute, I thought like Roderick was the strong one, and and uh, Daniel was the weak one, and uh, I'm kind of a little confused here. So now I've got to wonder, maybe is Daniel Kingsley the Hobgoblin? So I better write, although that's kind of a cheat. Wouldn't that be a cheat, you know, because we just met Daniel Kingsley. But I better, better write him down, Daniel <laughs> Kingsley. Okay. Um, anyway, Flash is talking with Liz, and we find out what a shady creep Donald Minkin is. Um, the Hobgoblin bombs a uh, Oscorp facility. Um Betty tries to get an interview with, with Senator Martin, but uh, Martin's, uh, you know, Martin's presently uh, uh, turned his uh, shorts brown uh, yeah. and is running away. So, but anyway, all the players, you know, Conover, uh, Conover assault, uh, you know, assaults Betty, wanting the note, wanting the Ned's notes. Uh, and it turns out that that's really all Conover is interested in. He thought Ned stole his notes years ago on corporate corruption. Uh, so this guy's kind of a weasel. Uh, so we better scratch off Jacob Conover. All right. We're down to Minkin, Roderick Kingsley, Dr. Jonas Hiro, and Daniel Kingsley. All right. Well, I'll skip through here. Spider-Man and the Hobgoblin meet and fight, and the Hobgoblin zaps him, and Spider-Man falls in the water. Okay. Now. All right. Part three, boys and girls. Part three. Whoa, We're hold, right hold on. Here. Hold on. Let me let, let the fans see a little bit of it. Well, but the fans know that we only have seven minutes to go. All right. There you are. I'm going <laughs> to the next issue. Okay. I think I, I think the fans realize that it's not going to be seven minutes there. Oh, oh, oh. All right. We got Betty crying on the cover. Yeah, we got Betty crying. Betty Betty's crying. Horrible. Yeah. Betty's Betty. crying. Done. Anyway, so the opening page is Spider-Man falling in the blackness of uh, blackness of the water, and the hob the hobgoblins. Uh, Look at that art! Woo. Yes, it is. That is there awesome. is some some really really solid art. Uh, Go, Ron's I mean, friends. I've said your name three times. Are you going to be in chat? <laughs> So anyway, but then, you know, in, 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 as Spidey is like uh, going through these hallucinations, the Hobgoblin is conveniently listing the suspects. Dr. Brad, Brad, go back to the suspects. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Page two. Does he list off Liz? No, he doesn't. Li Liz okay, should have been yeah. in the running at this point. Well, There's no, because, because according to Jim Salakrup, uh, women can't be effective supervillains against Spider-Man. Um, because, uh, that was the original, no, that was the original venom was originally going to be a woman, uh, or the, the human part was going to be a woman, uh, re, uh, wanting revenge on Spider-Man because her husband got killed in a, uh, you know, by I like a driver what who was did here. He, 
he put the uh, the hobgoblin cowl over all those suspects. That, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's but really you cool. you interrupted me when I was telling a venom background story. But anyway, so <laughs> well, well, once Brad gets on a tangent and his he he kind of shuts everything else out. It's almost like Rain Man, right? You know, it's like it is a little like Rain Man. You know, I mean, it's like he's going to say what he's going to say, no matter what else what the conversation really is going on. But anyway, hey, let's go. Let's the go, old Brad. man. He got six minutes, and I'm shutting the let's, I'm turning the power off. Brad, Brad, real quick, say hot water burn baby. F you. All right, let's go. <laughs> anyway, okay, so okay, everybody, let's let's give Brad some credit and noticing how cute the art is with all the hobgoblin uh hoods. Thank so you. So we Dr. Harrow, J. Jonah Jameson, which we know it can't be, uh Martin, Senator Martin, Roderick Kingsley, Donald Minkin, you know, they're all you know, they're, this, they're, they're, they're all running through Spidey's head. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think we would get to two, uh, but uh, <laughs> I think you just got one. <laughs> so anyway, so Spider-Man, you know, does one of those Spider-Man. Oh, I've got to, I've got to survive Spider-Man, so I Spider-Man. can administer justice. Uh, but the hobgoblin, but, but, you know, Betty has said, Hey, I have Ned's notes. I got Ned's notes and it says who the hobgoblin is, who, you know, I've got him. you know? So of course, you know, the hobgoblin has to come in and, 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 and kidnap Betty, you know? Uh, and so let's see here, but, uh, okay. As we, as we keep going here, Spider-Man is on the lookout for Betty trying to find her and she wakes up, she's revived and, uh, yeah, yeah. We're Brad's moving slow now. I'm trying to move fast and Brad's moving. Sorry. So, so tell me, Betty when, is, tell me when, here we go. So now we're at conversation with the hobgoblin. So, you know, the hobgoblin starts doing some super villain monologuing, telling Betty exactly how he, uh, he, you know, got Ned Leeds involved in all this. Basically at the end of issue 251, when the battle van went flying out into the Hudson river and he, uh, you know, he lost his mask and he pulled his, uh, <laughs> uh soggy, saggy ass out of the Hudson river. Um, Ned was following him, you know, he saw it and then. And saw him, and then he decided instead of killing Ned, he said, "Ah, you know, this guy's got a lot of underworld, you know, uh, contacts and sources and things, and you know, maybe I'll use him to help, uh, you know, help my rise in the criminal underworld." So he uses the infamous Winkler device, which we first saw back in Amazing Spider-Man, like fifty-nine and sixty, which was originally used on Captain Stacy by the evil scientist Winkler, who was working for Norman Osborn, and that was when Norman Osborn was a hero. And, and um, we used the Winkler device recently with the Red Goblin too. That's right. The yeah. well, no, the uh, Queen Goblin. Mm. Queen Goblin, You're because right. Red, Queen Goblin. Red Goblin is Normie. Uh, I, yeah, Normie Osborne. Yep, yep, yep. God, this so, sounds so horrible. So, <laughs> anyway. So, you know, so the Hobgoblin goes through the, his history of framing Ned. Spider-Man is uh, desperately looking for Betty because, you know, it looks like he's not going to get to her in time because, you know, the Hobgoblin found two spider tracers on her and those have already been, he dispatched those, uh, a bike, he, he put one on a bike, you know, and then he gave one to a, a homeless old lady or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to find, you know, Betty in time. And so the Hobgoblins, you know, again, goes through how he had Ned hypnotized and he sent him a FedEx package and, you know, it triggered Ned. Oh, I'm the Hobgoblin again. Cause I sold this FedEx package, you know, but, <laughs> And then all of a sudden, you know, Roderick Kingsley bursts in and he's got a gun pointed at the gob guy. He says, no more, no more killing, no more shooting. Not going to let you do anything. Let, let you do this again. Well, of course, you know, Kingsley is no match for the hobgoblin who zaps him. Betty is trying to, to get out. The hobgoblin is going to put her down for good, like a broken horse with a broken leg. And then Here, Spider-Man. Sl- sl- slow down, slow down. Okay. 
Here I've we go. I've only got two minutes. It's fine. Let's 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 show it. Here we go. This is what happens, Brad, when you try to give people time constraints and they feel like they're limited. Okay, here we go. <laughs> it, it gets in their heads. All right. it's all they can Spider Man bust, busts in. Here we go. Busting. Spider Man busts in. And he stops. And, and then he goes after. He starts beating the hobgoblin's ass. All right. And then Betty is continuing the interview with Roderick Kingsley. You know, or wait a minute. We only think it's Roderick Kingsley. You know, as Spider Man keeps whooping the hobgoblin's ass because. Anyway, just Spider-Man found Betty because the other spider tracer was hidden in her tape recorder. And then uh, while Spider-Man is whooping the hobgoblin, Betty says, huh, you know, I haven't pulled off anybody's hair since I had, I interviewed William Shatner years ago. <laughs> so wow. for whatever reason, I'm just going to pull this guy's tube off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it started slipping because Daniel's sweating so much, you know, but for whatever reason, it's like, ah, I'm just going to, oh, no, he's really wearing a tube. He's not Roderick Kingsley. He's Daniel Kingsley. And yeah. the Hobgoblin is really, Brad, go to the reveal, the reveal. I got you. Roderick. The Hobgoblin is Roderick Kingsley. Yeah. Ding, ding, oh, ding, ding, and, ding. And an homage to the, uh, a cover of Amazing Spider-Man number 39. We see the hop Spider-Man web up the hobgoblin and nice. through the skies while on nice. his goblin glider. Kingsley is revealed and goes to jail. Um, Betty is finally at peace. And Peter and Mary Jane, you know, Peter, you know, goes through some floating heads of guilt. Uh, you know, thinking, well, I got Ned killed. Like I get all these other people killed and poor Betty. I, I F up all the women in my life, you know? <laughs> and, uh, uh, Mary Jane says, no, no, no. Let's go home and have sex. So <laughs> the end, the end, but boys and girls, I can't just let it end here because I have to go back to the, to, to, uh, some invaluable reference sources, including, uh, comic creators and Spider-Man where, uh, Roger Stern addressed issues about the Hobgoblin. First of all, he uh, he stated the Hobgoblin was not gay. Uh, he speci specified that. Uh, regardless of one of the one, some nameless person here who insisted that because of the ascot. <clears throat> but anyway, <throat> we, anyway, when I plotted the this is when I plotted the first story, I had no idea who the Hobgoblin was. But in the last third of the book, when I was developing the Hobgoblin speech patterns, I realized who he was. It was Roderick Kingsley. Mm -hmm. But a handful of readers deduced that Kingsley was a Hobgoblin almost immediately, which they never published any of their letters. Uh, because if you read the letters pages, uh, the suspects that came up, Lance Bannon and Ned Leeds were the most popular. Jonah, Harry Osborne, Mendel Strom more than once, Chameleon Mysterio, Jonas Harrow, Richard Fisk, Roger Hotsburg, D.A. Blake Tower, Chris Keating, Donald Minkin, and Norman Osborne. Nobody guessed Kingsley, but they must have kept those letters out because that's when Stern decided to bring the twin, the brother into it. Because then he could show King, he could apparently show Kingsley and the Hobgoblin together, and hopefully thwart all those people who had had figured out pretty early on that Kingsley was the Hobgoblin. So there you go, boys and girls. That is Hobgoblin lives. Roger Stern correcting a fourteen-year nice. wrong. And um, here we go. We got again, a couple of comments it. before we wrap it up. Uh, Sequana says, I swear the crawl space really is the bullpen of the yesteryear today. 
Um, is that like saying we're old? J- Hornacek says JR has never forgiven Brad for spoiling the identity of the hobo that was staying in that maze that turned out to be Doc Ock. That's right. Uh, Citro says, let's face it, JR is the best part of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, that, uh, that's I, only I because w- George retired Fight Club. I just watched Friday night's review episode, and at the two hour point, Brad says, time to wrap it up. And then there was another 30 minutes after that. <laughs> <sighs> But boys and girls, next month, next month, we have, because you demanded it. Yep, they did. We have more Goblin Goodness. Goblin Goodness. Next month, which ought to take about 15, 20 minutes, right, Brad? And that's a wrap on that episode. I want to give a shout out to our Patreon members at patreon.com slash crawlspace. They help provide you the ability to listen to that show. So a big thank you goes out to Winnipeg with Webhead, Gene, JR. We've got Robert, Scott, Vinkman, Adam, Brian, Craig, Cyberweasel, Frazetta Hulk, Jacob, James, Jesse, John, Josh, Kelly, Laura, Matthew, Mohammed, Noah P., Ryan, Sarah, Scott F., Scott M, Spider Mario, Will, uh, hashtag something good for you, AJ, Anthony, Anthony L, Dow, Detboy, Donnie, Frederick, Hafskimo, Ira, Jay, JB, Jared, John M, Curtis, Milo17, Moises, Mitzi86, Nick, Patrick, Rocky, Ryan, and also, we've got Sailor Sega, Steven, Stuart, Symbiobro, Toby Z, and Valiant Shadow wrapping us up with uh, the last one. Again, log on to patreon.com slash crawlspace. You get exclusive items, behind the scenes, Discord, merch at patreon.com slash crawlspace. Thanks for listening, everybody. Everybody.